This it's so funny for a different. There's such hashkacha. I want guys to hear this. I need you to hear this, Sammy. This is life changing. Nasan, I need you to hear this. Shmuel, Kiva, I need you to hear this. This is life changing. Come, come, come. Nasan, Akiva, Shmuel. Yak, I want you to hear this, You would like it. We're going to be talking. If you're Moichel, me, I'm going to read. David, David, don't be off with the hat and come close to this. If you Michael me, I'm going to read it in English. Anybody who knows this safer, it's a thin safer, but it's ooh, is it packed? The Chaznish Zemuna Betachen. Years ago, they they only recently got this in English. This might I may have, I don't know who bought this when I bought when I saw it in English. I bought tons of copies. I bought and gave to people. It is murderous to read. The Chaznish has a gorgeous Hebrew, gorgeous, a very high flute in Hebrew. It's not the classic. Most svarim are very easy to read. Even if you could read every sefer, doesn't mean you could read the chaznish. He has a very beautiful language and a very difficult language. I do recommend the Hebrew. I ask Mechila to read in English. It's prettier in the Hebrew. But for just for the sake of the clarity of this conversation, I'm going to read it in English. I advise to get it in the original language. I'll tell you, this came up in a few ways. There, there's been cigarette competition in Yeshiva. So that's why I was talking to Shmuel. I'm reading it, covered him. But really, the reason this topic's been in my mind is Chazanish. I have wanted to relook at this Chazanish for like two weeks. Abacher was telling me a certain morality. He had, you know, a young kid. It was, you know, he had gone out with a girl inappropriately, and then his friend—I say inappropriately, this time he shouldn't be schmoozing with a girl. And then his friend was going out with that girl, and he was all mad, a chutzpah. So I was saying, who defines your morality? He like makes up as he goes along. That's wrong, you know. What's, she didn't commit to you. She shouldn't talk to you or to him. Like, he had his own like rules of the street of morality. Another muscle is guys have a code. You never tell who sells you drugs. I want to kill the guy. I, I don't like Bachem telling on each other. I don't like it. I don't ask. And I don't want it. You don't tell the Ramesh is very against it. Never in the system do you have Bachem telling another. To me, a guy selling drugs is a chayira. He's an evil. He's, he's killing people. He's a sick person. You should hang string that all of a sudden there's this big code of honor. Like you're so loyal to the guy, would never tell. You're so good. Maybe it's nice you're loyal that you don't tell on him. So why aren't you loyal to the yeshiva and not do it? The, I, when morality is based very on what your feelings of the day, your flavor of the day, it's very dangerous. I want you to hear this piece of the Chazanish and hear it well. This is relevant in many years. I gave two extreme cases. This is relevant throughout our lives. It's an extremely intellectual piece. If guys can please listen well to this. It's not that long. We're going to read. I, I want to... I, let me read this piece and then we'll decide to be Kiva. Well, Rebbe, should he tell or not? Um, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I know that everything has to be based on the Torah's hashkaf of right and wrong. Let me read this to you. I don't know if we'll get through the whole piece, but let's start the conversation. Halachic rulings sometimes have ramifications in the realms of morals, and it is the halacha that in effect sets moral standards. For instance, in Baba Basra, 
on Chafal Mabez, it says that when it comes to school teachers, there can be no claim of infringement on one's livelihood. You're allowed to make another... Rosh Hashiva wrote me this whole long letter how you're hurting our yeshiva's parnasa by you taking gays to the yeshiva, it hurts our finances. Yeshiva wrote me, I have a letter. What does that mean? He said, you're hurting the, the money of my yeshiva because you take guys from my oh, yeshiva. It hurts our finances. So, he, that's, he wrote me a long letter. A Gemara Baba Basra 21b, Chafab Mabe, says that there's no, when it comes to school teachers, there can be no claim of infringement on one's livelihood. If there are teachers working in a certain city, suddenly other teachers come from another place and start teaching there. It is the nature of people not to be satisfied with the old and familiar, and everyone starts sending their children to the newcomers, impinging on the livelihood of the local teachers. You have an old school there, and the new school comes to town and opens a school. And all the old people lose, you know, people like the new. So they're out with the old, in with the new, and everybody sends their kids to the new school. The injured teachers, says the Chazanesh, begin to hate the newcomers who are threatening their livelihood. And that hatred causes them to think up all manners of faults and libels to use against them until they get used to speaking ill of them. They start ripping the newcomers. They invent all different stuff as if like it's real. You guys have Hefkerus. You guys have Chelol Shabbos. They'll invent things just because they're angry. It's infringing on their turf. It's infringing on their livelihood. Things deteriorate to the point that they begin to libel the newcomers falsely and to awaken the feelings of mercy of the townspeople against their seeming cruelty. (laughs) Quarrels and fights follow. And sometimes the locals take revenge on the newcomers to the best of their ability. Now, all these actions would be clean of any sin or transgression if, according to Allah, the locals were allowed to hinder the newcomers. If the newcomers weren't allowed to open, so then you're right to fight them. If so, the newcomers would be the sinners, as they'd be going against Allah that was told to Moshe Rabbeinu by our Sinai. Under such circumstances, there would be no isser against conducting a struggle against them. The hatred would not be causeless. It was not sinas chinam. We have a right to shut them down. Lashon Haru would not apply. It would be a sacred battle, a legitimate, even halachically commendable battle, aimed at setting things right religiously. If they're right, they're, the whole fight is, 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 a good, is a good battle. The fact that you're saying Lashon Haru, it's not Lashon Haru, it's Litayelis, we're shutting down this illegal institution. But now that the Allah has decreed that competition between scholars increases wisdom and that this principle takes precedence over the livelihood of individuals, they're allowed to open up. It's a tragic story. You have a guy to yeshiva for years and it's his whole parnasa and the rebbeim, they're out of a job, their kids are starving. It's tragic. But the newcomers are acting in accordance with the law. They're allowed to open a school. And those who oppose them are attacking innocent people. When they hate them in their hearts, they're transgressing the law against hating one's fellow Jew. And when they speak evil of them, they're transgressing the law of Lashon Hara. When they congregate people together for the purpose of arguing, they're transgressing the law of Lysia Kikarach Vechadasa of Machlaikus. When they take revenge on them by refusing them favors, they are transgressing the prohibition against taking revenge. When it says in the Gemara Babasa that Rav Huna agrees that in the case of school teachers, one cannot hinder the competition, many moral rules are included in the Salach and result from it. It's very, very important. What I I want to bring out, Nassim, 
is that make sure your morals are rooted in what the halach is. People invent their own set of morals independent of what the law is. Our morals come from the Torah, what it says here. Don't go at it, don't invent your own set, your own system. I'll tell you something interesting. I met a kid who grew up in a more in a, in a modern Orthodox home. Another, well, Yidin, if I should, I don't, you know, maybe I shouldn't use the phrase. It's like Yidin, I Yidin. I don't know if I like the phrase Orthodox. I don't know if I, I'm, I'm, we're all modern because we live in a modern time. I don't, I don't know. I don't like all these phrases. I don't like the labeling a lot. But I grew up. I, I was. I, I became friends with this guy, and he and he was very in his community. A guy who smokes is like a behema. It's like a chayyur. You smoking. You're like, you're like disgusting. So he was struggling, that kid smoke. He was a very intellectually honest kid. And by the way, in halacha, doing dangerous things is very bad. I'm not condoning smoking. I don't like smoking. But the sense of your own morality, his friends all talked, he told me a line once, I never hung out with kids who smoked. Like it was like a... He hangs out with kids doing dvarim asurim adlam I pointed out to him that your morality is so arbitrary. What you consider it's that's awesome. like disgusting. What? Picky. Yeah, it's so arbitrary. You, it's just what the flavor of the day. Yeah, that's there's there's right and wrong that is objective. That's the Torah. That's what Hashem taught us. His morality was so. Selective and so so well, this guy, oh, that's he's terrible. And, and your friends who are, who are doing Dvarim Asurim with girls, Yichud, that's that's fine. Now, it's true, there's rules, I'm not, but they're rules, they're objective rules in the Torah. And it's not even so pushy that we're who smoked. Okay, we can don it up. Maybe his Rav lets him. We can don it up. But the subjective morality is dangerous. There's a Torah that dictates the truths, what's right, what's wrong. When people go make up their own sense morality, independent of Allah, different than Allah, it becomes very it becomes a lot of contradictions, a lot of keep what it says. What what it says is wrong is wrong. What Hashem the ideals that are now I admit there are midas. There are character things. It is true there are character things. And there are Torah. Then you're coming from Chazal. Make sure it comes from the Torah. Make sure it comes from the eyes of Chazal. You don't want it to be your morality was taught to you because you watched Rambo. And the morality of movies, you know, they have their it's, I, I was once I was once reading up on the duels of old. I was once when I was younger, I was reading up how they used to have duels. There was rules when you take three steps away, turn around and each fire. And I was thinking to myself, what an idiot. Why is he going three steps and firing? You should fire right away. The guy might kill you. But that, that's immoral. Immoral. I mean, if, if a guy's coming to kill you, you kill him first. When morality is like dictated, people made up a sense of fair play. Fair play. He might kill you. You should kill him first. No but when people get to make it up, it goes by people. It's, it's often illogical and not true. The Chazanish here is saying that what, this, what decides the morality here is the halacha. There's a new place, the old place. You could have all your opinions. What's the din? Find out the din. And then based on the din is the truth. You have two cigarette companies. You have to find out first you're allowed to sell cigarettes. Step one. You can't tie in a new place open up selling if you're not your something like that. Are you allowed to sell cigarettes? Are you allowed to sell cigarettes? Step one. 
That's a more you, you have a big taina. You're ripping the new guy. A chutzpah. You open. Maybe you're not allowed to be open. You're allowed to sell. So step one. See, so ask a rav. You have to find out. Then step two is the second guy allowed to. Before you done up, and you, you have to you have to decide the morality of the shaila. You have to decide. I'm sorry, the halacha. Then, based on the halacha, that defines. Then, then we can get into this. These two schools. There was a guy who came to. There was a guy who came to Waterbury years ago. It was a very awkward speech because he came. Bnei Shalom was full of old people, and he came to push to promote organ donation. That after 120 you should donate your organs. It was quite queer, you know. His, to be at that meeting, he's talking um, about donating your organs. It was interesting. But I wanted to go here. He was he was an interesting guy who had a knowledge of these halachas. I didn't know much about it, and. More or less, I was impressed that he was pretty honest. He said there are many Rabbanim, most Rabbanim are against it, and he presented that. His Rebbe holds its mutter. He came from a certain group who held its mutter. I was impressed. He had me going where he said the people who argue, the people who matter. But then he started playing on emotions, how it has to be mutter. He was giving like emotional reasons. It's a sug, you have to decide the Allah. And then if the Allah is that way, say this, and then, then appeal to the people to donate. But don't come with all these, your own sense of morality, other than what, what the Torah says, what the Allah is. That has to be the, the first decider, what's the din? It's an important thing to, ch- to, to train ourselves, in this case here, in any in case in your own life, to think like that. I want to go on. <coughs> One of the obligations of morality is that a person should try to instill in his heart this great principle. In any case in which one finds himself in opposition to a fellow Jew, one has to weigh the matter in accordance with Allah in order to define the persecutor and the persecuted. Don't go by who looks, oh, it's so sad, if you picture the case, the new school and the old school. So you have this old school functioning for years. You have these old rebbeim, sadikim, goinim, gedolim. And then a new school opens up. And and the new people are rich. The old people are poor and it's so hard for them. So you're certainly going to take their side. Learning cases of of, of machlaikas, what's the din first? Before you throw your thing behind the sense of morality, first thing... one has to weigh the matter in accordance with Allah in order to define the persecutor and the persecuted. The study of perfecting one's character trait, Musr, instills in one love and pity for the persecuted and severe condemnation of the persecutor. How terrible is then the danger of misidentifying the persecutor as the persecutor and vice versa? Musr teaches you to care for the Nerdif, the one who's being chased. But how do you decide who the Nerdif is? The only way to know the truth is to study the books of the Allah authorities. Those books of rulings that we have received from the great rabbis are the best. All the diligent study and efforts to acquire good character traits, all the Musr, says the Chaznish, will be of no help if one has not acquired this principle. For when one disagrees with a fellow Jew, one is certain to decide the matter in accordance with one's natural tendencies. And even if these have been refined and perfected, often they will not be in accordance with the halacha that was handed down from Shemayim. If the basis of the judgment is perverted, all its results will also be foreign to the Jewish way and destructive. 
The above mentioned local teachers will be crying out. The old school will cry, asking to be saved from their persecutors. While the response from heaven is this, Woe to those who act like Zimri and ask for Pinchas' reward. You yourself are the persecutor, for you are the one who does not take Torah law into account. I wrote in my Torah that it's not right to hinder the new school teachers from coming to town. So there are people who are screaming out with the persecuted, and really the persecutors, because of the halacha. A person's evil inclination is especially active when the sin is hidden and unclear. For the force in man's heart that condemns destructive behavior, the force that aids a person in his battle against the body's desires and wishes, this force is dormant, and it lacks the power to condemn the evil results of a crooked judgment. Feelings do not take note of halacha, and if one follows one's emotions, it will not even occur to him to examine the possibility of the judgment being false. Hear that again, that law, you have to hear that again one more time. Feelings do not take note of halacha, and if one follows one's emotions, it will not even occur to him to examine the possibility of the judgment being false. It is therefore not all that surprising to find individuals whose character traits have been refined to a certain extent. They're very sincere, sweet, good people. But when we suddenly see under particular circumstances displaying a different trait, I want to tell you a story that happened to me. I'll tell you a story. There was a, local, there was a local rabbi who lived in Waterbury when we moved into town. He was a conservative man. He wasn't yet Shemesh Tyre Mitzvahs. He wasn't Shemesh Tyre Mitzvahs, this man. And... There's a lady in the city who's a balas tshuva. She doesn't live here. She moved to Eretz Yisrael. She's a balas tshuva. And her parents lived in Waterbury. Her parents lived here. And her father was on life support. My wife and I were very close to this from lady, and we were close to the mother. To the, to the, to the mother. The, not, the, the mother wasn't yet religious, and her from daughter. The mother, her husband was on life support, and they wanted to pull the plug. They wanted to kill him. He had zero chance of living, and he was and it was just causing tremendous grief to the family. And they wanted to kill him. Pull the plug, and I'll die. So, the from girl, very much, she asked Paiskim and was told that it's us to pull the plug. So, so she was. So she asked me to come to a meeting with the mother to try to talk about it to get them not to do, to do what's right to leave it. To leave him alive. At the meeting, the reform this 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 person was not yet from. He was coming with such svaras. Where's your where's your care for the people? They're having such anguish. You're causing tsar. There's no quality of life here. And he was coming from such like a good place. And I'm not cynical. He meant it. But mamish the chazanish. You could have all the good midas in the world, but what's the din? What does God say? It has to be rooted in halacha. This guy could have worked for years on character refinement. But then all those tools are being used for the wrong. It's very nice. You're so compassionate. You're so sweet. But there's one problem. Hashem says, to do it. 
So you're taking all your midas and you're putting them on the wrong side of the halacha. It was very, very difficult conversation because it looked like he was he had the character refined, except the starting point is we're gonna keep the Torah. Hashem, Hashem knows better than me and you. I hear. I heard all his svaras and we could and we have to be compassionate, have to work on ourselves. But it has to be rooted in halacha. Mamish what the Chazanish is writing here. What? No, they did not Baruch Hashem. A, a Rav told us, he was never eventually was Nifter, but a Rav told us what, a Rav told us we came to a compromise. And they, I, I don't I, I, know, sure. but the kids are at Varim is, I don't know. He just said something. Something went down. I, it is therefore not at all. Feelings, listen to this again. This is an important point. Feelings do not take note of halacha, and if one follows one's emotion, it will not even occur to him to examine the possibility of the judgment being false. It is therefore not all that surprising to find individuals whose character traits have been refined to a certain extent, but whom we suddenly see under particular circumstances displaying a different trait. When they get involved in a weighty conflict with a fellow Jew, they refuse to heed the opinion of the wise, nor do they seek out halachic ruling. Instead, they find themselves deeply embroiled in conflict, all the refinement of their souls having disappeared into thin air. He says that it's not even a good idea when your morality is just the feeling. If it's rooted Hashem, so then that, that's steady, that's always. It's rooted in what's true and not true, in God's way. When it's the flavor of the month, what you feel, and it's not rooted in halacha. This guy's kindness, the chaznish says, it often disappears. I want to tell you a maisa. I want to tell you a maisa and talk about this for a minute. The rule is, Rabbi Say, if somebody's not from, you can't trust them. You can't trust them if they, if, they, if they bring you meat and they say it's from a kosher store, you're not allowed to trust them unless it's sealed. Now let's say their meat is honesty, this person who brings you the meat. Their meat is honesty. They tell you, I'm telling you it's from a kosher store. But if their honesty is not rooted in halacha, they don't follow halacha, it's just the natural, but they don't follow the will of Hashem. It's just the character refinement, says the Chaznish, that can come and go. Maybe now they have this sense that it's a big mitzvah for them to teach you not to have halachic craziness. So then they have some justification. All our midas have to be rooted before you throw yourself in a case. Two bachram having an arm and you throw yourself, decide the halacha, then throw yourself into it, by the way. Trust me, there's, there, are, there, there is room for s- sweetness and care, but make sure it's rooted in halacha. Yes, Shai? You still can't, isn't that amazing? You know, I was asked by a not from person to explain it to me. I was asked. He said, You know, I'm honest. Why can't you explain it to me? Why can't you explain it to me? So I'll tell you what I told him. It's, it's half the truth. The full truth, I'm not going to tell you now, I'll tell you a different time. But the, the half the truth I told him, my wife and I had a kid come to us for Shabbos who was allergic to nuts. Nuts kill him. And his mother called my wife repeatedly 
to make sure that the, that there was no nuts in the cooking. She pulled up extra. She, she she he spoke to me. She spoke to me. Then she spoke to my wife. They made us they made us nuts to make sure no nuts. Were. So, Okay, the bottom line is, the bottom line is, why didn't they trust us? We said there's no nuts, leave me alone. Because to us, nuts, we're not allergic to nuts. If you're not allergic to nuts, you just, for you, it's not death, it's not in your bones. That's what I explained to such a person. I can't trust you, not because you're dishonest. It's not in your, to me, Trafus is poison. The Messias Sharm says it's keres mamish, it's literal poison, it kills. It's death. <laughs> to you, it's just not death. It's just not death to you. Wow. So I can't, I can't, I can only trust somebody who's a fellow allergic to nuts type of guy. I like What? Shame is Shabbos. Unless you see it's covered. What? The other half, it's, it's a long conversation, really involves this chazanish. That morality, that's the flavor of the day. He could have been honest his whole life. Tomorrow he might not be honest. If it's not rooted in what is the will of Hashem, till now he was honest. Tomorrow he might not be. That's the Chazanish says. The Chazanish says that we find people whose character traits are refined to an extent, but it's not rude in Allah, all of a sudden one day they display a different thing. But it's, there's much more to it. I'll owe you one, Sasha. I just don't want to lose the folks of this. There are two ways to acquire the elevated virtue of subjugating oneself to the law of the Torah. What's right? First of all, training oneself to do so habitually. Training yourself, what's the halacha? Ask yourself in a case, what's the din? First of all. And secondly, studying the law. <laughs> learning Torah, amazingly the Chazanish says, one of the games of learning Torah is you learn to subjugate yourself. What does Hashem say? <laughs> the Etzem studying of the Gemara says, I am bottled to the Ratz and Hashem. As is known, limited faith is not enough to stop a person from performing evil acts, for he is pursued indefatigably by his natural desires. The Yitzhara fights us. Having one's deeds and belief in total accord necessitates much training and perseverance and study. Everyone agrees the perfection of one's traits has two components. Not following the soul's natural tendencies on the one hand, and emphasizing the great obligation to adhere to the laws of the Torah, and warning against the great sin of disobedience to Hashem's Torah on the other hand. Recognizing the evil of the bad ways and obligation to adhere to the good together, turn man into the good path, so they may stay on it. I'm sorry? Is there a keyboard on Miami for? She's not a Let's um, keep it aim, but we still can't eat the food. You tell him I give her a hug and a kiss. I love you. I just I have to see the package. My and you only eat it with you know. My family. It's not always so comfortable. My family had a mice like this. I had an uncle that wasn't from, and he was nifter. Rabdan Segal holds, and he said that if you have a relative that's not from, then you're supposed to shiver for them. You're not allowed to. So my father said, like, so my Rabdan Segal told my uncle and Art Searle not to sit. And my grandmother said, was going to sit regardless. It, to her, it was too hard. She had to. 
So my father said, I'm going to be with my mother. Do I have to sit? He says, yeah, you're mechayv to sit, even though you're not supposed to because of her. Sit, but you can take showers and you it's can do it front just in front of her. You have to be like her. Makes sense. Makes sense. Certainly makes sense. You ever discuss Nesh? Isn't that interesting? Saying don't do anything based off emotion. Thank you, I promise. We didn't even do, we didn't get the topics I'm going to talk about it. Tomorrow's another day. We read the Chaznish. I want you, I want you. I want to get into tomorrow. 12 o'clock, Shiyurim, Rabbi, say. 12, 15, Shiyurim.